Let's pray together. I, the Lord, do not change, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Heavenly Father, we are here today on a new Sabbath to worship you. We're reminded today that God, that you are not a God that changes through seasons, but you are the God who is constant and consistent and the same. You are not a God who changes like shifting shadows, as it says in James 1. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever, it tells us in in Hebrews 13. Psalm 102 tells us, God, but you remain the same, and your years will never end. So God, when different seasons come, when a new life is born, and when a life is taken away, even in life and in death, we will worship you. For God, we belong to you. Naked we came to this earth, and naked we will depart. Father, we do not own anything in this world. We're just mere travelers here on this world. We're not citizens of this world. But Lord, we are a citizen of heaven. We are your children, a child of God, who are here to hear your voice and to commune with the Almighty, with the living God. So God, I pray against every distraction at this time. I pray, God, that our hearts will be in line with your heart, O God. That our hearts will break for what breaks your heart, O God. Lord, give us conviction of the Holy Spirit to live a life that will honor you and that will praise and glorify your name, O God. So Holy Spirit, come, have your way within us. Open up our ears and God, allow our hearts to be a sponge to soak up your word this morning. So God, as you transition now to the message, I pray, God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts of those who are listening, Lord, may be pleased in your sight, O Lord, for, Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer. We love you. We thank you. We pray all these things in your precious Son. Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen and amen. All right. Now, the title of today's message is called Is it faithfulness or is it fruitfulness? Faithfulness or fruitfulness? Or is it both? Which one is more important? Are you faithful or are you only focused on the fruits of your life, of your labor? Our main passage, the book, is going to be found in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 Eventually, one day in the future, we'll eventually do a Corinthians series. For It is an amazing book, but for today, we'll focus on chapter 3, specifically from verse 4 to 9. 4 to 9. It says this, starting from verse 4. For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, 
But God has been making it grow. Can we repeat that phrase together? Ready? One, two, three. But God has been making it grow. Verse 7. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but only God. Can we repeat that? Ready? One, two, three. But only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose. And they will each be rewarded according to their labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. Amen. Starting with point number one. Faithfulness is everything. Faithfulness is everything. Faithfulness trumps everything. It's all. Faithfulness to God. Being faithful in the works and the responsibilities that God has given us is our faithfulness to God. We can be faithful in our heart, but we are also faithful in the works and in the responsibilities that we are in, that we've been given. We all in here have different roles that has been given to us. The question is, are you faithful in the place, in the role, in the responsibilities that God has given you? Or do you always take shortcuts? Do you take the easy way out? Just because it looks good on the outside, but again, do you have the substance? Do you have the strong foundation? It's like a church building when you knock on the wall. What, is it hollow inside? Is it about to fall apart? Or when you hit it, it looks flimsy, it looks vulnerable, but when you hit it, it's strong. Do you have strong foundation? Are you faithful to God? Faithfulness to God is everything. Verse 5-6 to tells us this in 1 Corinthians 3. What, after all, is Apollos? What is Paul? Again, Paul is the writer here. He's saying, who am I? Who am I? He's speaking about himself. Only servants. Calls himself servants. Servants to whom you came to believe. As the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed. Apollos watered it. But it was God. But God has been making it grow. Ultimately, it was always God. Verse 8. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. You'll be, you'll be blessed according to your own labor as a reader. You'll be rewarded according to your own labor. Is your labor marked by faithfulness? To God? Is it to God or to people? Faithfulness, what does that mean? It's what God asks of us to be what? To be steadfast, to be reliable, and to be willing. I'll say it again. It's what God asks of us to be steadfast, to be reliable, to be willing. That applies to anything that you do in your life. Your career choices, the things that you do, little things like picking up the garbage. Are you willing? Are you steadfast? Are you reliable? When you do food ministry, are you steadfast? Are you reliable? Are you willing? When you play the drums, are you steadfast? Are you reliable? Are you willing? As a praise team member, are you steadfast? Are you reliable? Are you willing? That's what faithfulness is. Are you steadfast? Are you willing? Are you Reliable. Why? Because our God is faithful. 
He's faithful to us every single day, every single hour, every single day, every month, every second, every minute. He's faithful to us. The Bible, it reminds us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3, 1 Corinthians 1, 9, and it's not on the screen, but it says, The Lord God, I had the phrase up there, the Lord God is faithful. And you find that word, that phrase, all throughout Scripture. That our God is faithful every single day, even to those who are faithless. Our God is faithful. Ephesians 1, 1, Colossians 1, 2, the phrase, it comes. And in the book of Ephesians, it says, God's holy people in Ephesus, and the phrase is on the screen, it says, the faithful people in Christ Jesus. It says, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ to the church of Colossae in the book of Colossians chapter 1. And Ephesians chapter 1, it reminds us that people also need to be faithful in God. Are we faithful in our labor? Faithfulness is everything. A, so point A, be faithful to God, not men. I am not saying don't be faithful and respectful to others, people, and be disrespectful to uh, your leaders and other people around you, your peers, what I'm saying is be faithful to God, small or big. No matter what the responsibilities are, be faithful to God, not men, not people. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, we all know well, but I'm going to go up to verse 24. It says this, whatever you do, work at it with what? All your heart as working for the Lord, not for human beings, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Again, Colossians 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, what Paul says here, everything is connected. You will be rewarded according to their own labor, according to your own labor. It says here, you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. It is not men, it is not people, it is Lord Christ that you are serving. Wake up. You are serving God. So whatever you do, when you bring food, when you buy drinks, when you go and you pick up McDonald's for, the, for your church members, whatever you do, you're doing it for the Lord. You work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Understand and know who you are doing it for. You are doing it for God. You're not doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for anyone else, but you're doing it for God. Be faithful to God. I would not be in ministry for this long if I was doing it for people. Yes, I do for people because I care about people, and I want the best for people, for the members in our church, but ultimately it's for God. If I did it for people, I would not be here. I would not be able to last because there will be too many disappointments, too many hurdles, too many hurts in ministry. The hurts that I've given, not with intent, but maybe I wasn't experienced enough. Maybe I was just growing at that moment. But there's too many things, too many personal things that goes on in relationships. If your focus is not on the Lord, 
but your focus is on some leader, if your focus is on your friend, if your focus is on your parents, and because they want what you want for what they want for yourself, and you follow what they want, and you do not have a conviction, a personal relationship with God, then I guarantee you that when a church falls apart, when you're in a place, when you're by yourself, you will fall apart. Do not expect to be strong by yourself when you are not strong in community. Who are you in terms of community? Are you faithful in terms of community? Then you will be faithful when you are alone and isolate in a season of isolation. Be faithful to God and not to men. If I did not do ministry for God, of course there are times where I could get lost in people. But I remind myself, it's not for people, but it's for God. It's always for God, and that keeps me steadfast, reliable, and willing. Because I'm willing, God uses me. And if you're willing today, God will use you. But he will use the faithful. Are you faithful? Are you faithful to God and not men? People will love you today, and they will hate you tomorrow. That is very true. That applies in all profession, any profession, in any relationships. They love you and they hate you. Don't worry about the negative comments. Just move forward. Look to God. Do you not understand that fame, popularity, they're like shifting shadows and they're constantly changing and shifting during seasons to what you do. But again, our God is not that way. Again, James 1, the prayer that I did, right? our God does not change like shifting shadows, it says. The scripture reminds us in Psalm 102, but you remain the same, and your years will never end. Malachi chapter 3, 6 says, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Numbers 23, 19, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? He is not like any human being, any human relationships where they're always fickle and breaking promises, canceling plans, last minute, saying that they can't make it. He is not a human being that he should change his mind. He is constant. He is not, he does not change like shifting shadows. Hebrews 13.8 tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do you not realize that he is the same? The same God that you knew when you were young. He's the same God that we are serving today. Meaning our God is not fickle, changing by the years with seasons according to his mood. His faithfulness is consistent forever and ever, and ever, and ever, like the character, like Terminator, never changes. Always faithful, always loyal. Changing, backstabbing, does not change. You guys ever see those videos of like owners getting mauled by exotic pets? Like there's this one guy, he gets mauled by like a 700 pound lion. He's like the owner and it's like, oh, I don't know. 
keeping animals like that. Even you have little dogs who bite you, right? Imagine a tiger, 700 pounds. Sometimes they go up to like 1,000 pounds, I think. But our God is not that way. He will never turn his back against us. He is faithful to us, and he loves us today, as he did when we were first born, before we were born. He knew us, and he had a plan for us. Amen? So again, be faithful to God, not men. Let it be. Be faithful with your talents. Be faithful with your talents. Now, in the old NIV, it says talents. In the new NIV, it says bags of gold. I think Rodney likes that, bags of gold better than talents. But let's go ahead and read Matthew 25, 14 to 30 real quick. This parable says this again. It will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and another one bag, each according to his ability. That he went on his journey, the man who had received the five bags of gold went at once and put his money to what? To work and gained five more. So he has ten. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. So now he has four. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Verse 19, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five, ten. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. I have ten, master. Verse 21, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of what? Many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Same thing with the man of two, the two, two bags. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Let me just pause there for a second. What common do they have? Commonality do they have, these two individuals? Yes, one had more. One had ten, and the other one had four. Eventually, they had five, two, they doubled their number, ten, and four. But was there, were their responses any different from the master? It was the same. So it has nothing to do with the quantity of your talents or the wealth that you have. It doesn't matter, matter, it doesn't matter whether you have $10 million in the bank or $50 in the bank. The question is, are you faithful with the bags of gold that has been entrusted to you? Are you faithful with the responsibilities, with the talents that God has given you? Are you doubling the talents? Are you doubling the wealth that you have? Again, this isn't about money. I'm only saying wealth because it's just bags of gold. But wealth is important. Because wealth, we use it to honor God for God's kingdom, to do his work. Money is not the root of evil. It's the love of money that's the root of evil. We do need money in this life. As Christians, we do need money. All of us, we need money. If money wasn't here, we wouldn't be able to be here in this place. But again, the focus is on money. Are you using the talents? Are you using the resources? Are you using the things that God has given you? Are you doubling them? Are you putting into practice the keyboard during the week? 
Are you putting in the practice of the time, of your guitar, of your singing, of the talents and the things that, you, that God has given you? Are you putting it to work? Or are you just hiding them and putting it to the ground? Again, let's take a look. These two, the first two, they get the same phrase. Um, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Really good. right? Again, it's not about the quantity, but it's about the quality of your work. But let's take a look at verse 24. And this is the one that we want to avoid. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Your faithfulness is not based on how many bags of gold you have received. The question is, and the real question is this, are you faithful with the bag of gold that you have received? Small amount or big amount, it doesn't matter. That's what Matthew chapter 25 is teaching us. It doesn't matter about the quantity, but what are you doing with the talents, with the bags of gold that God has given you? God gives all of us our golds and talents accordingly, it says. It says they gave it to each one according to their abilities, it says in Matthew 25. God gives us our golds and talents accordingly. And in the end, it's fair. So do not feel jealous or envious of people who has more. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the goal is to hear from God, well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share your master's happiness. That's the goal. No one in here in this room, anyone who is listening today, today's message, no one will receive more or less than what he or she can handle. Therefore, whatever we are going through, whatever is happening to us, whatever responsibilities we have, there are no excuses to God for us to say, God, I am overwhelmed. God calls you to be faithful and to be faithful stewards and to be responsible in the responsibilities that God has given you. No matter what. With the talents that he has given you. So what does this goal represent? Again, I said talents, but what is goal? Here it's your time, uh, the time you give to people. Your resources, again, money. If you have a property, people to come and use free, free of rent, 
whatever. It could be anything. The resources, investing and harvesting your talents for his kingdom. Again, coming during the week or doing it at home, practicing your talents for God, getting ready for Sunday, being faithful stewards and investing in our responsibilities wisely. And the question is, how are you using your talents? Not how many talents do you have, but how are you using the talents that God has given you with the beautiful voice that God has given you? Are you putting it on YouTube just so that you can have the likes and the followers and the glory for yourself? You have a beautiful voice and you get the honor. Or do you humble yourself and know that the talents you have received is from God and I will double them, Lord, and I will use it for your kingdom by serving you, even in a small church, leading praise, singing songs, even as a priest member, even if if it's just singing. God, I will do it for you, for your kingdom. The goal is planning, leading, serving, singing, simple things like doing our daily responsibilities and chores faithfully, not just at church, but at home and in your work. In everything that you do, the goal also means not having a controversial career choice. Maybe like if you're the owner of a club, maybe you need to make a career change shift because it's hard to glorify God when you're an owner, when you're living in that dark life? Are you willing to quit your old profession, the profession that doesn't honor God? But there are professions that we need to walk away from. Okay, Matthew 25, 15, it says, to one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. Again, be faithful with your talents. Amen? Be faithful to God, not men. Be faithful with your talents. And last sub-point C is this. Be faithful with the small. Be faithful with the small. Your reward in God must be centered and be found in faithfulness, not results. When you're faithful in the small things, Matthew 25 tells us that God will continue to fill us more with greater things. It's like when you work at a hospital, when Arlene first started working or Angela first started working, KP's going to start working, do you think that they will give KP all the responsibilities, the hard responsibilities? No, because she needs to build up her experience, Right? You need to have experience working as a rookie versus someone who has worked faithfully and have proven themselves daily. Now KP's going to be like, oh, you'll see. I'm going to be the most reliable. I'm going to be the best. Now, the faithful servant. The faithful servant. What does Christ say to the faithful servant? In verse 20, the man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you trusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. That is the response to those who are faithful. The response we'll receive from God. 
But for those who are not faithful, the foolish servant, then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. So here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and be, they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The foolish servant here is the lazy servant. Are you lazy? Are you fearful? He was afraid of the master. Why? For what? What was the reason for him to be fearful? I'm not talking about reverence fear, but silly and unnecessary fear. Worthless, that's what it means, the foolish servant. The foolish servant is self-centered. He is a rebeller. He is an abuser of God's things that God has given him. A squanderer a weeper, a gnasher, because he'll be thrown down outside into the darkness, outside of God's kingdom. The foolish servant is the one who does not seek, not seeking and investing in the eternal things of God, but use their talents for their own gain. I wish I had a beautiful voice. And for those who have a beautiful voice, I wish, I pray that you use it for God's glory to sing his praises, not worldly and secular songs. Do not waste your talents for yourself. And the worst thing that you can do is when you use things for God and then you go ahead into the world, you try to change the things of this world and you end up getting lost and losing your way. The complete opposite, 180 opposite from the faithful servant. Get out of here. Get out of here. Versus, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. So again, be faithful with the small. Point number two, uh, fruitfulness is God's doing. Fruitfulness is God's doing. Remember, I didn't say faithfulness. I said fruitfulness is God's doing. Never ours. Why? So we do not grow proud and judgmental towards others' small accomplishments. Oh, I am up here and you are low and down here. The ten who has five looking down on the one who has one. The one who has five looking down on the one who has two. The one who has four. Fruitfulness is God's doing. You often hear me praying, Lord, if your presence is not here with us, everything we do is in vain. Because the fruit that we have, the fruits that we produce in the mission field, it doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from you. It doesn't come from us. It comes from him and through him. 
Joel 1.21 says, The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Know that everything you have, you think that you got here because of your own hard work. Yes, you worked hard, but in the end, just because you work hard is not guaranteed for success. It is God that gives us success. It is God that gives us the fruits that we have in this life. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Whether you have a lot, whether you have little, may you praise the name of the Lord like Job. There's a quote that I want to really quick. It's on the screen. When man works, man works. When man prays, God works. This is a quote that I have in my office. It's not just about trying very hard, doing the best that you can. You need to do it prayerfully. Again, like I said, Lord, if your presence is not here with us, everything we do is in vain. It's not about my own strength or what I can accomplish, but it is God working through me. Verse 6, 1 Corinthians 3, going back to our main passage. I planted the seed. Apollos watered it but it is God God has been making it grow don't look at me don't look at this person or that person it is God the fruits that you have it's God it is all because of God but God has been making it grow verse 7 so neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is what is anything you are nobody but only God who makes things grow. It's an honor and a privilege. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. The fact that God can use us in any shape or form for his kingdom. Again, you have to be what? Steadfast. You have to be? Reliable and willing. And you're always jumping the gun. He's like Batman, always planning ahead. Steadfast, reliable, and willing. Oh, I pray, how I pray that God will work in me and through me and outside of me through prayer, through prayer, through faithfulness. And ends with verse 9 for point number 2. What does Paul say? For we are God's workers in God's service. You are God's field. You are God's building. What an honor and a privilege, co-workers in God's service, to be used for his kingdom and for his glory. So whenever you're given a responsibility, I pray that you be faithful and you'll praise God. Thank you, God, for giving me this responsibility. I will double the talents and the bags of gold that you have given me. And when you come back, I will not be like this wicked and foolish servant, afraid. Oh, already, he already knows. He's calculating. I knew, proud individual, I knew that you were like this, and that's why I didn't do this. Okay. Be humble. No matter how big or small, big or small responsibilities, be faithful to God. Do it for him. Amen? You are God's 
co-workers in his service. You are God's field and God's building. And last point, point number three, is very short. Faithfulness stands from being rooted in Christ. I'll say that again. Faithfulness stems from being rooted in Christ. Faithfulness stands from being rooted in Christ. Faithfulness is the fruit that we produce from being in Christ. If you're not in Christ, you do not have the fruit of the Spirit. Peace, love, joy, peace, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We do not have any of that. We do not have any of the fruits. Faithfulness comes from the fruit that is produced from being rooted in Christ. It stands from being rooted in Christ. Your faithfulness to God is not defined by the fruitfulness of your life. I'll say that again. Your faithfulness to God is not defined by the fruitfulness, what you see on the outside of your life, but by your roots that are rooted in Christ. It comes from the overflow, from the roots that you come constantly. You're soaked up in his word, in prayer, and through that, the overflow comes and the fruitfulness comes through your faithfulness. It is not, God, if you give me what I need, if you give me a big church, then I'll be faithful. God, if you give me what I want right now in my job, then I'll be faithful. So many people play bargains with God. They bargain with God. God, if you give me this, then I'll be faithful. No, how about you be faithful now with the little that you have or the big things that you have. Now, be faithful with it now and then we will be rewarded accordingly. And if we do, good. If not, good. It doesn't matter. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised as Job said. Naked I came from my mother's room. Naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord takes away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Doesn't matter. But be faithful. Faithfulness stands from being rooted in Christ. Do not be fooled by the leaves, but what you see outside. The tree is pretty or good when things are calm, when everything's easy. Do not be fooled by the leaves, the branches, the trunks, the colors of the leaves. But look at the roots. Are these roots so strong that it breaks through concrete, <laughs> like through the ground? You see sometimes that like the ground rises because the, the, the roots are so strong, you could tell. It's like someone who's really jacked, they flex and their shirt rips. <laughs> Take a look at this image of this bunny with carrots. feel like KP and Hiji can do this image together. But the one with huge leaves is deceitfully small in the ground and vice versa. So do not judge according to what you see. But it's about faithfulness. And when you're faithful, your roots will grow deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in Christ. Whether I have big leaves, small leaves, 
It doesn't matter. Be faithful no matter what. Amen? So quickly, three sub points here. Letter A, be faithful in Christ. B, be rooted in Christ. C, fruits come from Christ. Be faithful in Christ. Be rooted in Christ. Fruits come from Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. Let's all end this together with 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 to 9. Let me just go ahead and read one more time as I read it in the beginning. And I'm going to go ahead and read it at the end. It says this, For when one says, I follow Paul, and another I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants to whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but it was God. Ultimately, it was always God. But God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field and God's building. Amen. With that, with our eyes closed, can we just reflect on today's message? Is it faithfulness? Is it fruitfulness? Which one is it? Which path are we walking on and walking in today? Are we concerned about what it looks so good in the outs- on the outside, how people view us? Are you doing it for people? Or are you doing it for God? Who are you doing it for? Don't do it for people. Do it for God. Colossians chapter 3 verse 23. Everything you do, do it as you are working for the Lord. Not for men. Not for people. It is the Lord Christ that you are serving. And you will be rewarded accordingly to your faithfulness to God. Don't live like the rest of the world concerned about how many followers you have or how many things that you receive how many likes you receive how much popularity and fame you receive in this world doesn't matter you do it for God and for him through him and in him and outside of him let him work through you in you outside of you through prayer through faithfulness may you surrender your hearts to God may you find meaning once again of why you do what you do why do you serve Why are you here today? Why are you in the praise team? Why are you serving in the food ministry? Why are you in the welcoming ministry? Why are you doing media? Why are you here? Why are you singing? Why are you up here playing the instrument? Why are you here? Do you enjoy the popularity? Do you enjoy the compliments, what people say to you? Do you enjoy the things that you receive in this world? Then you will have your reward in this world and you will gain nothing for all of eternity. But may you live and work for the kingdom of God Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given unto you. Work for the Lord, not for yourself. Not for people. Work for the Lord. 
for that is where you will have true gain. That is the best place that you can invest in. Do not invest in life insurance in the things of this world. I'm not saying don't do life insurance. I'm not saying do insurance. I'm not saying don't invest in things. I'm not saying don't invest in properties, but don't get lost in them. And if you you gain the profit and the money from them, use it for the kingdom of God. Use it for his glory. For he gives and he takes away. Everything we have is from him. He is the one that gave us the bag of gold in the beginning. Do not grow proud. Do not grow proud that you you have that job now. When a few months ago, you were begging and praying to God, God, please allow me to have this opportunity. Always be in a place of gratitude and be faithful to him. For it is the Lord Christ that you are serving. You are not serving yourself. You're not serving people. Ultimately, you are serving God and no one else. Do not get lost in the things of this world. But focus your hearts on him. Do not get lost in the things of this world. Be faithful in what God has given you. Whatever you do, whatever you do, anything that you touch, anything that you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you'll receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. The context of this passage is talking to slaves. When there was slavery back in the biblical times, saying, be faithful even to the human masters. But most importantly, be faithful to God. It is the Lord Christ that you're serving. Everything you do, you work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Why? Because it's a command that God gives us, but not only that, It comes with blessings. You'll receive an inheritance. What is the inheritance? The eternal life in Christ. We already have it. But let us sow and reap the eternal benefits of the kingdom of God as God's holy children. Amen. Accept Him. Follow Him. Know why you do what you do. It's not for people to say, oh, wow, your food is amazing. And then we get the compliment and the pat on the back. It's what God sees. It's the heart behind that action. Why are you doing it? If it's for God, good. Then you are blessed. Blessed tremendously. May we do things for God, for Him, and through Him. May he work within us today to transform us. May we turn the five bags of gold into 10, into 15 and 20. May we turn even one talent, God. Some of you feel like you have only one talent, or you may feel like you have a half a talent. You don't even know. It's not about the talents, guys. Man and woman of God, it's not about the talents, it's about faithfulness. Faithfulness in your daily responsibilities to God and where God has placed you. Be faithful to Him in the small things. And what's sad about this wicked servant, this foolish servant, 
the one that he had was taken from him was given to the one who had the ten Lord we humble ourselves to you today we remind ourselves of why we do what we do Lord we're not here for ourselves and to serve ourselves and to get lost in serving just people and doing things for people but we are doing it for you and out of that abundance of doing it for you we serve others and we serve people out of the roots that is rooted in Christ so God I pray that this season of this year 2021 that it will be a year of blessing that it will be a year of reaping what we have sown into the ground may we grow as a church Lord may we grow as a church may your name be glorified through Deep Roots Church may you be honored through our church Lord forgive us of our sins we surrender ourselves to you we give ourselves to you at this time can we just pray for our church right now can you just pray for me can we just pray for one another just pray for me as I ask the praise team to come up can we just pray for each other please pray for me your prayer is my life support I need your prayer let us be rooted in Christ let us pray for one another can we pray for each other right now let's lift up our voices let us pray for one another in love and through faithfulness in Christ let us pray together
Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ that you are serving. Lord, may we hear from you. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with the small things, with the few things. with the little things, with the one talent or half a talent that we have. I will be, now, put you in charge. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Lord, may we not be like the foolish servant, fearful, lazy, worthless, self-centered, a squanderer, a weeper, a nasher, an abuser, and a rebeller of your kingdom. But let us seek and invest in the eternal things of God. May we use our talents right now, not for our own glory, not for our own gain, but Lord, the complete 180 opposite, God, for you, for your kingdom, and for your glory. Every act Every act, big or small, God, it has been recorded in the kingdom of God. What happened for our church in 2018 has been recorded in your book. It's all been recorded, oh Lord, and you know, and you know all things. And you are faithful, and you are good, and you are kind, and you are merciful. And God, our future, they are in your hands, oh God. Our lives, our destiny. It lies at the hands of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God, as a church and as an individual, as a child of God, as a son of God, as a daughter of God, as a child of God, we look to you, God, right now. We ask for strength that comes from the Holy Spirit, boldness like a lion that comes from the Holy Spirit, and humility and innocence like a dove. live this life well for your kingdom and for your glory we pray all these things we pray all these things every prayer that has been spoken may not fall to the ground but lord may you hear us from heaven all the prayers everything that we have spoken today lord we glorify you pray all these things in your precious son jesus christ's name we all pray and god's people pray amen and Amen.